This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish, in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Honored, we have a Congressman Matt Gates in the House, and the reason is he, he's in the middle of so many things. Um, and one, we're ready. If if Denver can give me the heads up, I want to play the cut. First, I want to start with the situation of these uh, shootings that are going on. You've had the courage to come out on your podcast and other places and actually say, "What are we even talking about? Guns? There's a deeper issue here about big pharma and the kind of the radicalization of the mental health profession." Walk me through exactly. I want to be very specific here because. We saw the Tennessee legislature collapse yesterday. The governor of Tennessee came out and trying to executive order red flag laws. Walk me through exactly what's going on. My generation was the first that started getting chemically addicted to these mind-altering substances through the education system. I remember at you know the playground days when if you had a kid that was a little wired up, well, you made sure that kid was in a lot of extracurricular sports so that they had a way to burn off a lot of energy. It's called being a boy. Yeah, if someone was a bully, maybe you got that person into a church program or something after school where they could develop empathy that they may not have achieved in some other aspect of life. Uh, if someone was a little odd and detached, you found uh, maybe a big brother's, big sister's type program so that they could open up in a comfortable setting. And now it seems 
our answer to all of these problems is to get people hooked onto big pharma. Big pharma figured out that they could monetize adolescence and growing up and some of the challenges that life presents to different people in different ways. And I'm not suggesting for every single person there's a one-size-fits-all to improve mental health. We are different and unique, but it seems we've gotten away from the things that God has given us and that nature has given us and that camaraderie with one another, patriotism, public service. These things are also paths to better mental health. And since Big Pharma can't make money on those, now we live in a world where the biggest pill mill is the school nurse's office. And how do you, it's not just that parents shouldn't be constantly bombarded with a different chemical treatment to their kids. It's that the parents who reject that shouldn't have their kids in school with the most doped up generation in all of human history. And it, you know, if you're watching this and you're thinking it's an attack on you, it's not. I really, I'm not here to second guess the choices that, that parents make. That's obviously for them to make. But I can critique a system in big pharma that seems to use every tool at their disposal, whether it is the lobbying prowess they have, the advertising resources that they commit, the way that they indoctrinate a lot of the therapists that service young people and that administer uh, care in our schools, they indoctrinate them to believe that the answer to everything is Ritalin or some variant thereof. And, and now we see this violence erupt at schools, and it's because the schools are the place of trauma. And instead of dealing with that trauma by growing up, by learning sometimes you get scrapes and bumps, and sometimes you have to work through these challenges in the absence of some sort of chemical ailment, well, then now you see more and more people returning to their place of trauma to do violence on others. And so if you're really sincere about solving the problem, I think you have to look at the vice grip that these special 41, interests have I on I saw a stat the other day. 41 million people in this country are on Adderall. That can't possibly be, is it? Is it, 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 uh, it absolutely can be that high. And you, you have a lot of that prescribing that is unnecessary. And there are people who need Adderall, who live better lives as a consequence. But it seems as though the exception has swallowed the rule on this stuff, where in, instead of chemical treatments being reserved for the most severe cases, it's like the first step. Talk, talk to me both in the Nashville Covenant School shooting and then the, what happened in Louisville the other day. Relate this back not just to big pharma and to the mental health, but how is there a solution in the nation's capital? Is this a state issue? Is it an individual issue? How, because somebody the, – the, the left is just relentless on the guns. It's not the guns. There's a deeper problem here. How do we actually get our arms around the deeper problem and put that front and center in front of the American Look, people? I, I don't, because before I don't you said that, to... by the way, the reason I saw it, not that I missed your podcast, but – it was the number one story in media. They went nuts. You know, Matt Gates goes on, you know, irrational rant against uh, big pharma and uh, mental health in justifying, uh, you know, uh, uh, long guns and AR-15. Yeah, I can't wait for the big pharma funded fact checkers to criticize the fact that on my podcast Firebrand, I, I go off on big pharma. Can't wait for that. But guess what? That's the that's the joy of being a lawmaker and a representative. I don't need that corporate media system to get my and message you don't out. take you don't take money from no i don't take money i don't, right, ta I don't take money from big pharma that makes you so, bulletproof yeah well here's what i think we need to uh, do vis-a-vis -vis an action plan 
we have to follow the strategy that parents used against vaccine requirements that didn't make sense and against mask requirements that didn't make sense and against CRT. The the response to that wasn't led by lawmakers You're and policymakers in, in Congress. Movement. Yeah, if you're waiting around for Congress to post up on Big Pharma to liberate us from a generation of dependence, uh, you will be waiting quite some time. I would suggest that this has to come culturally from people who say, wait a second, why is it that the first answer seems to always be getting more and more students on these, uh, on these chemical transformative substances? What? Uh, tell me about the mental health aspect of this. That's the big pharma. By the way, big pharma and big tech run this. Well, here's town. the trap. big pharma runs this town with the lobbyists, the money, all of it. Big pharma has more than one lobbyist dedicated to every single member of Congress, and more than three repeat, to every repeat, member of repeat, the Senate. Repeat both parties. Of course, for both parties. And, and that's the frustration I have and why I wanted to change things in the House because sometimes it didn't feel like it really mattered which party was in power because both sides were working for the same corrupt interests. And, and in this case, Big Pharma sometimes catches conservatives in the trap because we say, well, it's not guns, it's mental health. And guess what? They start wringing their hands in anticipation and salivating at the profits and quarterly earnings reports. Because they say, perfect, you believe it's a mental health problem, we have a pharma solution for that. And be damned the side effects and consequences. And when you get to a scale where such a high percentage of particularly people in public schools are utilizing these drugs, and some of them are like heavy barbiturates that we're putting kids on, uh, then of course there are going to be subsets that see very severe Side effects that can have the most acute and deadly uh, and regrettable consequences. That could have manifested in some of this behavior we're seeing. Absolutely. Okay, I got so much to get to, so I get. And we, I, I want to get you back on one time. We spend more time on that because that's a central issue. You're the only one with courage to come out and say that. I've got to go to Common Dreams. If if Denver has this, they can put it up. Common Dreams, uh, a left wing news site, but very accurate headline. It's about, and I'm in quotes. It's about hurting the poor. GOP ramps up cruel push for work requirements. Quote, and it's got a big picture of Matt Gates right there. The legislators that want new work requirements for food stamps and Medicaid are the same ones working to eliminate the estate tax so that billionaire heirs never have to work a day in their lives. That is common dreams of Mr. Gates, and you are the target of that. Your response. What's cruel is multi-generational dependence on government programs for the essentials of life. And far too often I see that present in my congressional office where someone is on their third or fourth or fifth generation of only knowing government assistance. And I don't think it's too unreasonable to say if someone is an able-bodied adult with no dependence, not the infirm, not senior citizens, but people who are able-bodied childless adults, that they should not have our fellow Americans paying for their health care and transportation if they could make a contribution and choose not to. I believe that work is an American value. It's more important than just the dollars and cents. We are not a the conglomeration right. of producers and consumers. We are a nation of values and hard work and grit used to be a core American values. And we've become soft as a nation because – 
COVID put us in a situation where we believed if anything happened, that it was the government's responsibility to make our payments and to resolve our rent disputes and to dictate what jobs would and would not be legal. And that there is a submissiveness that comes with that, that we have to break through. And it's very serious. Because How tough are these work requirements you're putting up? Because they make it sound like you're Simon Legree. I mean, that you're the worst. You're, you're requiring these people. You're trying to humiliate them. You're hurting them. This is not appropriate. Yeah, how, how I, I believe if you're an able-bodied, childless adult, for example, who got Medicaid expansion during Obamacare, that you should have to work 40 hours a week. And if you do not work 40 hours a week, you should be in job training or you can meet a work requirement by volunteering. There are a lot of volunteer opportunities available in our municipal governments, our park services, nonprofits that care for the vulnerable. I mean, I heard from a food bank in Arizona that said that they couldn't get people that were receiving the food at their food bank to even volunteer to do some of the effort to keep the food bank running. So imagine if nonprofits that's the cycle could leverage. You, that's the cycle you're trying to break. Exactly, exactly. And work requirements would break it. Now, there, there, is, a, um, there is a resistance to this in my caucus. I, th- I think it- in the Republican caucus, yes, I, there's a huge resistance of Democrats, right? This is a, by the way, let's let them defend that hill. If Democrats want if, if, if to – if the great folks that they're going to want to defend are the 32-year-olds who could work, who don't, who sit on the couch every day and want the rest of us to pay for them, let's go have that debate. That's how we unlock the Midwest again. That's where we start winning in Maine and New Hampshire again. That's where we expand an electoral map when we pick that core fight. But instead, I've got some Republicans saying, well, Gates, 40 hours a week is too much. we got to go to 20 hours a week. And, you know, it shouldn't be uh, – you know, 10 months out of the year or 12 months out of the year, someone should be able to meet this requirement if they do it maybe only three months out of the year. So something you do for 20 hours a week for three months out of the year isn't work. It's a hobby. How can that be the – we've got 30 seconds. How can that be the mentality of the conference? Well, it's, in the conference, there is, there is broad support for what I'm saying, but there are a few people, and I th- I'm sensing the resistance may be coming out of some of, of my good friends in the New York delegation, but let me give credit to someone who normally might be more in the center of the conference than I am. Dusty Johnson of South Dakota has a great work requirements bill. I joined him in sponsoring that, worked with him on the provisions of it. So if you can get from Matt Gates yeah. to Dusty Johnson on work requirements, yeah. that is an enduring fight. Let's take a short commercial break by the way on this show four weeks ago you said or five weeks ago you said that this work requirement part was could save trillions of dollars this would be a central element to getting to a balanced budget well you gotta you gotta do a lot more to get to a balanced budget than this but but it helps on the growth side you said this was an element okay we're gonna take a short commercial break we got a lot to go through the president's great powerful uh interview with tucker carlson last night the leaks in the pentagon uh, the budget debate all of it matt gates is here in the house Inflation has consequences. As the Fed raises interest rates to combat out-of-control government spending, long-term bonds have diminished in value, crippling banks. Depositors are holding their breath, and investors are bailing on bank stocks. Diversification has never looked more important to you. The recent surge in gold prices is directly tied to the extreme market volatility right now. This is why gold has historically been a great hedge against the stock market and against inflation. Now would be a great time to diversify into gold with Birch Gold Group. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert 
an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 to get a free info kit on gold. They'll help you convert your existing IRA or 401ks that are tied to a volatile market into an IRA in physical precious metals, either gold or silver. And here's the best part. It's tax sheltered. Let me repeat that. It's tax sheltered. Text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold today. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews, Birch Gold is who you can trust to protect your future. Text Bannon to 989898 today. Take action. Your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Who's the biggest problem, sir? Is it China? Could it be Russia? Could it be North Korea? No, I said the biggest problem is from within. It's these sick, radical people from within. Because we can handle, if we're smart, we can handle Russia, China. I did. It's the deep state. Okay. Um, here's, the, here's the issue that came out of Tucker Carlson last night. You've been at the forefront. We're going to get to the debt ceiling stuff in a second. The president had this very powerful interview with Tucker Carlson. But Tucker Carlson goes, hey, look, if you look at Russia, China, you get all this going in the world, Iran, they're working together, this thing. Who's our biggest enemy? Walk us through your order of battle, how you do it. And he goes, no, 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 no. That's all a problem, but I solved it when I was there. I'll solve it when I'm back. The biggest problem we have is the administrative state and the deep state it, it, that thwarts the internal enemies we have. That is pr- – it's one thing for Steve Bannon to say that at CPAC on the stage a couple of years ago. Another thing for Matt Gates to go up there and say it on his – on Firebrand podcast. It's another thing – for a guy who's been president of the United States, commander-in-chief, and looks likely not just be the Republican nominee, but, you know, it's a coin flip right now whether he'll be back in the White House as the 47th president of the United States to say that. Your thoughts? President Trump will be better prepared for his second term than he was for his first term. And Congress better be, too. And that's my mission in Congress, to make sure that we don't make the really – bad mistakes we initially made in embracing the FBI. We saw that from the Trey Gowdy regime. Uh, we don't make the mistakes at the Justice Department. The Schumer's going to call your guys bluff on the defund the FBI. Isn't he coming up with some resolution right now in the Senate and see how many Republicans are going to toe the line there? Well, we'll see what happens in the Senate, but it takes two to tango. And I don't think that uh, in the House we're going to be willing to be their dance partner on fulfilling this this you clearly have people like you and cash and others and, and president trump is much up the learning curve now on exactly how what, how this government runs in the deep and administrative state doesn't it, when i say it's a coin flip the only reason it's a coin flip because the administrative state understands right now and the deep states understands right now they must defeat trump is there any they for trump to come back to the white house in 2025 means their destruction because he is now maniacally focused with smart Well, they thought they could like, beat him with leaks before, you see. They thought that they could beat him with this scheme of authorized leaks that they've used for generations to destroy people. And they used to use it to destroy people on the left, and then they brought that trade craft to start destroying people on the right. And it didn't work with Trump. It actually exposed more of them, and it gave us vectors to chisel away at their authorities, for example, on FISA and other forms of intelligence collection on political campaigns. Now, they're utilizing a very different enforcement regime. 
They're fusing the criminal justice system with the political system in order to achieve their goals. And usually you see that occurring in third world countries. But now these things that we're used to seeing in some of the poorest places on earth, whether it's the utilization of the criminal justice system to go after political opponents or whether it's grandmothers getting beat up in broad daylight in the major city centers of our nation, uh, we're starting to look more and more like that. And I think that that's what President Trump is talking about. If America degrades into uh, a third world country, will it really matter what the capabilities of Iran are? Will it really matter if China and if China and takes Taiwan? Taiwan. Right. It probably won't. And so we have to we have to rebuild the glory and the patriotism and the capability of this country that is atrophied over the last four years. And I think that President Trump is more focused on that probably than any human on the planet Earth. Connect right now these disparate things that people see at the, at the weaponization committee, at different things of defund the FBI. Schumer's going to try to call people's bluff. Of all these things you see going to Capitol Hill, we're going to get to the budgets, how, how it's manifested and where you spend your money priorities. To what President Trump, his second term, when we had the landing teams and the beachhead teams and all those teams in the administration, the 5,000 people that we're training up right now. So it's not like last time. We have people prepared to go in. What is that? Are you to, sure we're doing that to the effect that you just I do, represented? I do, I do not think that we're nearly there, but I think there are a number I of I think groups. we got a lot of billets to fill. we got 4,000, 1,000, 5,000. 1,000 got to be Senate confirmed. I don't think we're far along that. The other 4,000 got hit at day one. You have different groups out there that are trying to do it and standing up. I think it will be a lot better a year from now, and I think we'll be ready then. But it's got to happen. But now on the Hill, what we have, you have all these elements going on. Connect us to when, the, when Trump comes in to take the, take the oath of office and ha- the teams hits the beach. What is the action plan of what you guys feel you're doing now to make sure you bridge that? Well, personnel is policy. We learned that. And so you can pass all the great laws you want. And if they're not people with the capability to enforce them. You need the 4,000 to really be on We have to on, have it. It, 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 it is the reason why a Republican House alone will never solve the border crisis. We don't have the capability to do that without the executive. Uh, it is why a Republican Congress alone will never rein in big tech. You have to have the leverage points that come with the appointment power of the executive to be able to do that. So there, there are certain fights like on the debt limit, the budget, spending, inflation, energy that we can have in the Congress and we can move the ball forward. But the initial thing we have to do is identify those areas where we only make progress with presidential leadership, strong executive action, and the right people in the right places. And So transition to me listeners. right now. You've, you've talked about, you came on here weeks ago and said, hey, look, one of the parts of the weapon, weaponized and woke that we have to go for, if we can get these work requirements in, yeah. over the life it'll be over a trillion dollars, and that'll be one plank to how we get there. Where are we? Because now I see in the New York Times and the Hill, the big stories today, there's all types of infighting that the budget guys can't deliver a budget till September. That McCarthy's going out of his way, which is quite uncharacteristic to go out that publicly and say, my budget guy's incompetent, Scalise is a backstabber, I got nothing but incompetence around me. This is everything. Well, I don't know if that's true or not, because the New York Times publishes a lot of lies based on BS, anonymous sources. So I'm not going to give the New York Times uh, the the credit to suggest that I accept that as You're not hearing thing. this backbiting then or this open uh, 
warfare about the no, most people fan? don't tell their secrets to me okay. in this town, and I'm I'm just fine with that. But here's what I do see: we got 222 Republicans and at least 250 plans on how to approach the budget and the debt limit. And based on our inability to organize around a single strategy at this moment in April, when you and I are sitting here, here's my plan: let's just have a voterama. Let's open up the floor and hear all the plans. Uh, Patrick McHenry wants to raise the debt limit without corresponding spending cuts. Uh, the the uh, House Freedom that's, that's the head of the Finance Committee. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Wall Street guy. Head, head of the banking yeah, committee. Yeah, bank, he's uh, Wall Street guy. So, so hey, you know what? If he right. wants to put his plan up, you got to give a floor access. If you want to get uh, a plan from the House Freedom Caucus, they've put out a budget. Let's put that up. Russ vote was, I think, very significant in the architecture of that. Andy Biggs has a package of 507 pieces of legislation on specific cuts to specific programs. Let's put that up and take a vote on that. We've seen the um, uh, Republican Study Committee put together their game plan and blueprint. Let's take a vote on that. And guess, guess who should also get a vote on their plan? The budget chairman, Jody Arrington. Because Jody Arrington came to the House retreat uh, several weeks ago in Orlando, and he presented a menu of options, which if all were adopted – would save this country from fiscal ruin. And it involves tough choices to programs like Medicaid, but I believe we... Hold, hold, stop. Because you're breaking news here. He's been kind of thrown under the bus, at least by the leadership. As, well, at least as, by the New York Times. The Hill also. I mean, it's been a number of stories in here that that he didn't have his... He was was not on top of things. He, he came... That is false. Jody Arrington is on top of things. He is very competent, and he laid out a budget men- menu to the members, and frankly, I thought that it was going to be milk toast, and it was bold, and it was effective at meeting the challenges that we have to meet, and it did not slash the defense budget, which is something that I would not support. I don't, I don't want to fund the defense budget of Ukraine and other countries, but I do believe that we ought to have the most technically capable military in the world, and we ought to have a qualitative edge over any potential adversary now and in the future. And so the Arrington budget would, I think, have pleased without, the Hawks. Without touching Social Security and Medicare? Uh, I, look, I, I believe that uh, we have to have a discussion about the, age, the raising the age of Social Security. Uh, I think that that is not a, a likelihood with Joe Biden in the White House and a Democrat Senate. But do I believe that forever and always the age of Social Security but did, will be but, what did, it is But did Arrington's budget get to a balanced budget in 10 years with, with going just, just focusing on Medicaid and leaving Medicare and Social no, Security? I think that, the, that Arrington rightly – doesn't look at a 10-year budget window for balance. You know why? I've been here for a bunch of these 10-year budget windows. And you know what they say? They say, oh, well, we're going to do all the spending in the upfront years, and we're going to have the cuts in year 7, 8, 9, 10. So what did Arrington And so Arrington's budget had deep cuts in the early years. And that is all that matters. Why could that? Why could people not rally around that? That's what everybody's talked about. And well, wanted. we had one member of the conference stand up and say, if there's any cuts to the FBI or DOJ, uh, that that member couldn't support them because then we would be defunding the police. We had we had some members stand up and say we can't possibly cut any foreign aid, and the Arrington budget substantially cut foreign aid. Uh, we had members stand up and say, oh well, you know uh, the the farm bill and the food uh, SNAP. Uh, Work requirements you know, have to be very flexible for people with dependents. And I think Arrington's suggestion is uh, there might be even people with dependents who have to make some effort at work 
or job training or improvement. And so the Arrington budget was not full of easy choices, but the easy choices are gone. You've given a lot of talks about this. We're not in a point where you can just say waste, fraud, and abuse and get to a balanced budget. You have to have deep cuts in early years. Programmatically. And, and I hope that because Jody Arrington saw that, realized that truth, and spoke the truth, that that wasn't a basis for anyone to try to undercut him. Let, let me, real quickly, but then he came and said, I can't have a budget done until September, which is after the, I mean, it's the death sentence. Why did he do that? Well, Jody Arrington has a budget, and we've seen it. And so I don't know about the timing of access to the floor, but here's what's happening. All, all these Republicans in leadership are trying to get everybody on board with a plan to go and, and, and vote for one plan. And what I'm telling you is there are 218 votes for that. But what we need to do is have every plan and to have them on the floor and to take votes. If we can take 15 votes to get a speaker, we could take a lot of votes to get a Short budget. Short break. Gates is still with us. Next. Citizens, anyone who thinks they won't need emergency food isn't paying attention. Every day, the headlines get worse and worse and worse. Is the unthinkable next? It pays to prepare. That's why I seriously recommend you stock up on emergency food and you do it right away. You never know when the next shoe will drop, and when it does, emergency food will be hard to find. So get yours now while it's on sale. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and check out their popular three-month emergency food kit. Right now, you'll save $200 per kit. Let me repeat that. $200 per kit savings. Each kit gives you a wide variety of delicious breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks, providing over 2,000 calories per day for optimum strength and energy. Act now and claim your $200 savings per kit. You'll sleep better knowing your family won't suffer if the worst ever happens. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and you'll enjoy free shipping too. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. Your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Make sure you go to um, birchgold.com slash Bannon to get all three installments in the Dollar Empire, including the, the last latest episode, The Debt Trap, The Debt Trap, because in The Debt Trap, you see all the fights we got going on here uh, about what Matt Gates is talking about. Okay, you've been at the, the, the tip of the spear here. L- let me – so if you can't have one budget because you can't work it out behind the scenes, your Votorama – isn't your Votorama just more of, you know, they say Bannon's an agent of chaos. Matt Gates is his agent of chaos in Congress. Isn't that just going to be chaotic? Yes. And sometimes you have to go through a chaotic moment to have a productive outcome. You see, what the special interests thrive on here is the lack of chaos because they swim real well in the calm waters. And they don't do so well in the turbulent waters where there is individual review and competing ideas and clash around the debate process. That's what they have designed an entire system to evade. And so here is my theory. We go to the floor under a budget resolution rule under which we put up Joe Biden's budget and see who votes on that. Arrington's budget, the Freedom Caucus budget, the Main Street budget. And you had the Democrats, it, just like, like that first week. that chaotic. You had the Democrats arguing. You have real drama here. Yes. AOC sitting there saying why Matt Gates is the worst person in the world because you're stripping all the poor people of their dignity. Well, I, I want to strip this place of its path to an easy way to screw my fellow Americans. And I think the way to do that is to have a chaotic, 
week, two weeks. Uh, I don't care if it takes a month. We go to the floor and we debate everyone's ideas and they have to stand behind them and defend them. And you know what would make it even better? Turn back on the C-SPAN cameras so that you can see us on the floor working it out. It'd and it would result First of all, in it, 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 the people would finally get an understanding of what this is all about. What they, when they talk about these budget, $6.8 trillion budgets, by doing that, people would start to understand it. Yeah, and you know what? I don't know exactly where that would land. It's not clean and it's not easy, but I know where we are now. April, with no Republican budget, on our path to some sort of shutdown or acceptance yeah, of a se- you, you, Senate You've got the debt ceiling, you've got budget, but then you have the appropriations. Please tell me we are doing the appropriations process through regular order, or does that have to wait till the budget's done first? Is these 12 appropriations bills? So we're not going to get into this jam that we have nothing again. You get down to August, I, September, yeah. and you got the September 30th deadline, and they're going to go, give me, a continue, give me an omnibus continuing resolution. The smart guys with the green eye shades in this town would say, oh, well, we have to separate the discussion from the, of the debt limit, from the budget resolution, from the appropriations process. But let's be honest here. This is about fixing a fiscal nightmare that our country is facing. And it is really one debate and one discussion, and there are a series of levers to create downward pressure on that spending and to isolate programs and authorities and now people because of the concessions we got during the first week of January to reinstitute the Holman rule so that we can force individual votes on individual bureaucrats who exceed their authority. And you know what? We may have to do that a lot on the front end, but that will have a therapeutic effect on the process going going forward, I hope forever. And and though that chaos will showcase divisions in the conference, I'd far rather do that in front of the American people. And if the answer is we can't get to 218 Republican votes for anything, then you know what? The American people should see that too. One of the reasons you have such unique power up here is you don't take money from the special interests. And one of the reasons is you're very close to your constituents. It's, it's pretty amazing. What and your constituents are because there's massive military presence down there. A lot of veterans. It's it's classic, hardworking America. What did they tell you when they look at this confusing mess of the spending, the debt limit, all of it? What what do they tell you? How do they inform you and in your decisions here? Well, a lot of them are angry that we're in this position, and they want to know whose fault it is. And the reality is that we have designed a system in Washington where no one's really accountable for the spending. If you're in the legislature or the the Congress, you could say, oh, well, the president's budget didn't balance. And, well, I couldn't vote to defund the VA and the military, so I had to vote for all these other social spending programs. It was the Democrats who made me. It was the Senate who made me. And the entire organizing principle of what we did in January was to ensure that we never governed by omnibus again and that the people who tried to bring us back there would be stripped of their power and that we would do that to them. And uh, I worry that we are careening toward that eventuality. I am hopeful for concepts like work requirements that do unite broad swaths of the, of the conference. But we are not at a point right now where we have coalesced around one idea set. And I don't think we're particularly close. And the only thing that got this group to coalesce before was 15 votes on the floor. And if we're willing to take and them C-SPAN for watching that, every second. and C-SPAN and the, watching and the drama, and you criticize, oh, it's chaotic. Look, we got a actual system in place that's working. But let me, when you guys get back, when when Congress returns Monday or Tuesday of next week after the Easter recess, you've got 
you have to land the plane on a number of things. This is why, but you've got the border security bill. You've got how is this all going to come together that shows that the Republican House can actually govern? Steve Scalise manages the time on the floor, and I don't think for those who have questions about this, it's entirely fair to go and blame Kevin McCarthy. Like You can't take away all of Kevin McCarthy's tools to solve our problems on how things are sequenced on the floor and then somehow suggest that he come in and save us and solve all of our problems. We have to work this out as a conference, as people with different ideological views from urban and rural areas, from the Northeast and the South and the Midwest. we got to come together. And uh, I don't think we're going to do that in the absence of a whole lot of votes. And some would call them show votes. But honestly, I'm tired of hearing when I present an idea, oh, well, that won't work because we've heard there's some moderates who are against it. You know, where are they? Let's put it on the boards. And if they think that people who hold my viewpoint won't vote for more money for Ukraine or budgets that um, flood social services that are wasteful, then they'll be able to see how we vote as well. Give our audience, before we turn to these uh, leaks in the Pentagon and Ukraine, just give us a, a your I, let our audience know in the first two weeks back, what is Matt Gates envision is going to happen? Well, I'm going to be very focused on these border security bills because in the House Judiciary Committee, we are going to be moving the legislation that is detain or turn away. And that really, you know, there's a lot of talk. No more let them go into the country. No, no more parole into the country. And by the way, it's easy in border security to get caught up please in the tell me that's got, Please tell me the conferences in back of that. Well, uh, it is up in the Judiciary Committee in April. Kevin McCarthy promised me that the substance of H.R. 29, which is the detain or turn away legislation, that that will be up on the floor in May. He made me that promise in front of the conference. And so far, Kevin McCarthy's had a pretty, pretty good fidelity to the promises he's made. So I'm hopeful for that. Now, Tony Gonzalez, or as I occasionally call him, Amnesty Tony Gonzalez, has declared that legislation dead. So we'll see. But we should take a vote on it, and we shouldn't fear those bills going down if they don't have the votes. Because some would say if you get some pro-amnesty Republicans that aren't going to be for them, you just shelve it and move some milk toast uh, bill to the floor instead. And I believe that, that we owe it to our voters to take a vote on that legislation because that is what we promised people we would do. Um, let's go to – we've got uh, about five or six minutes left. I've got to go to these leaks because you're the, one of the most informed people about national security. First off, your overall sense – it's quite odd. They're saying in a gaming site on 4chan, nothing makes sense about this. you agree with that? Well, I watched uh, System Update with Glenn Greenwald recently, and I was persuaded by the analysis that he applied to the method of these leaks – uh, the the way they were reported on by mainstream media, and then also the substance of them. And Greenwald makes the argument that this has, what is it, all the indicia uh, of an information operation from our own government to try to put this out, to try to engage Europe to a greater degree in the Ukraine fight, and to try to spin up the American people um, on some of these you're details. saying you're saying the the br brutal r revelations here about the casualties of the Russians versus the Ukrainians and are are basically saying to the Joint Chiefs that the spring offensive of Zelensky's got no thrust to it, it's not going to happen. Your theory, I the think case, they're sending a message to Europe that you got to step up here more with that. They're going to okay. you know they'll they'll all call me a conspiracy theorist, but I I found the Glenn Greenwald arguments compelling, uh, very compelling, and I am open minded to that theory. Um, 
what else about that? What, what about uh, what, what else about this struck you about other things you saw that were the content that was released, not the methodology? Um, you know, the, you, the, sit, the on fact that you a, sit on armed services. It's a lot right? of information that the Biden administration has bragged about publicly about their willingness to do anything and everything for Ukraine. Uh, and you've heard, but Republicans it is not. Wor- but it is not working. They, they, this document does say it's not. The triumphalist narrative is a lie. You agree? Just what's reporting? Now they're saying what well, some slides were doctored. You could tell they were doctored. The triumphalist narrative does not. You may be trying to get other people more serious to come on here, but it's not. It, it, the facts themselves, as laid out in the content, is not a positive for the. Well, Biden I don't. Mission. I don't know that that is a particular secret. And when you look at the reporting that you've seen globally around what's going on in Ukraine, I don't know that there's some extensive revelation that you come to with that information that's that's different than what I've been telling people yes, I know for several you. months. You, you, I've been you, making you, this argument. But it reinforces your argument, which is not what the narrative is in, the, in this city. What about Macron's trip? What about Macron? We now know Politico. It's breaking today. Politico, Breitbart's reporting they backed off. Uh, actually giving his true accounting of what it was in Beijing, which is worse than is even being reported. What about our great allies in NATO basically walking away from the Taiwan situation? I think there's a growing realization that in Taiwan, the West will be playing an away game. And I think people are coming to grips with that. And when you know you see uh, NATO interacting with China – it doesn't appear as though the entity has really pivoted to an adversarial role with China. You, you, you represent one of the most important naval facilities in the world. The seventh, do you believe that the Seventh Fleet out of, out of, out of Pearl uh, is capable of defending uh, an air, uh, breaking an air naval blockade of the Chinese Communist Party, PLA, around uh, Taiwan or stopping an air assault that would seize those chip facilities as you see it today? Not without extensive, unbearable casualties to Americans. And that would be, I keep saying that if we walk into the sucker punch and don't go to unrestricted warfare now of information war, cyber, particularly economic war, that you could see a carrier battle group on the bottom of the South China Sea. We have many assets that would be capable once they were in the fight, but I wonder how they get in the fight. As I review uh, China's growing cyber capability, they're growing quantum capability, they're growing AI capability, they're growing drone capability, they're growing anti-aircraft capability, they're growing air superiority, particularly in that sphere of the world, and uh, their hypersonic ability to hit moving targets. Uh, I, I wonder whether or not the littoral combat ships that uh, – we are we are birthing with the hopes that they'll be in that fight. Uh, carrier groups. I wonder how capable they will be. We want to get you back on for a number of things. Uh, how do people? I've get- suggested the uh, the war room war game. Let's get some of the smartest people in the world in this who understand we'll who how Community people would bring stuff into in the help fight. Organize that and we'll do it. Uh, Firebrand. Where do people go to get more about you? Firebrand's my podcast. Make sure to take a listen anywhere on the internet and at Matt Gates and at Rep Matt Gates. You're a patriot and a hero, sir. Thanks for having me, Steve. Congressman Matt Gates uh, broke a lot of news this morning. Okay, short commercial break. Mike Lindell. I think we're going to try to go to New Mexico for a big uh, Turning Point USA event that's going to happen, and we're going to have Mike Lindell on here in a second. I want to thank Congressman Gates for taking time away from his busy schedule on this recess to come and join us. Be back in a moment. Bring it on. 
and I will fight to the end Just watch and see It's all started, everything's begun And you are over Cause we're taking down the CCP Spread the word all through Hong Kong We will fight till they're all gone We rejoice when there's no more Let's take down the CCP Americans have had it. They're done supporting companies that rake in hundreds of millions, sometimes billions of dollars, while trashing the country that made their success possible. Until recently, we had to take it. But companies like Patriot Mobile are building a whole new economy, one which embraces the values that made America the greatest country on earth. Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, offers dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks so you can get the best possible service in your area. Plus, they offer a coverage guarantee. If you're not happy with your coverage, you can switch to a different network for free without changing carriers. All this, plus the knowledge that you are supporting free speech, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, and our military and first responder heroes. They're 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Or call them right now at 878-PATRIOT. That's 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Bannon. We need to stand together and support companies that share our values. Remember, stop giving monies to companies that hate you. Support the Patriot Mobiles of the world. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon or call 878-PATRIOT. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Think you know Ron DeSantis? Think again. In Congress, DeSantis voted three separate times to cut Social Security. That's right, three times over three years. Worse, DeSantis voted to cut Medicare two times. DeSantis even voted to raise the retirement age to 70. The more you learn about DeSantis, the more you see he doesn't share our values. He's just not ready to be president. Make America Great Again, Inc. is responsible for the content of this advertising. Uh, Mike Lindell, by the way, Governor DeSantis still has not come out. And there's an announcement today that Tim Scott has formed an uh, exploratory committee. I, I have my thoughts of that up on uh, Getter, so you can check that out now. Uh, Governor DeSantis still not come out and uh, countered this with a the facts about this. I think it's very wise. Another poll out today in South Carolina shows Trump's up way up in South Carolina. So I think that poll numbers are pretty evident of how this thing's breaking right now. Uh, Mike Lindell, uh, you gave a, uh, a barn burner at the Trump 47 or Trump 45, what other clubs call it, Mar-a-Lago the other night. Uh, CNN is now reporting on Shasta and Missouri. These counties are going to all paper ballots. Uh, give us an update on everything that's going on. Yeah, they've uh, the the left new the left wing news is sure uh, going after it. They're making a, you know they're getting it out there, the word out there. It was amazing in uh, Missouri, in Osage County, 
We now we have a, pro, a prototype, a, a proof of concept. They did the whole election with paper ballots, hand counted. They were 20 minutes later than all the machine counts in uh, in Missouri, which they had major problems with many of the uh, electronic voting machines. There was not one glitch and not one problem with the paper ballot hand counted. And uh, then you got Shasta County over in California. We have many other counties, Steve, but we're not gonna we're not gonna put them out there right now, obviously, because we they get out in front of it, the media, and they attack it, and they come in from every angle, including our own party sometimes, like they did in in Arkansas, and uh, which is great news. I have great news, everybody. I'm uh, made the I've been dealing with uh, and making our talking to many of the members of the RNC, including Ronna McDaniel, and uh, and. They, as you know, did a resolution in January to that to that to be, be completely against ranked choice voting and ballot harvesting, and and now we're working together on another resolution. Hopefully, we can get to an agreement with paper ballots, hand counted, voter ID, same day voting, make it a holiday, and uh, these are the things we're working on. This is uh, we're making great progress all across the country, and I just. I, when I did that speech in, uh, at Club 47, um, they, um, I've gotten hundreds of people have texted me and emailed me saying that was such a great inspiration um, um, speech of hope. And, and, uh, and people need to hear that, Steve. They need to hear about what we talk about on your station and stuff. And you're not going to hear these things on Fox News or Newsmax and, and these places because they're not going to talk to you. Talk about paper ballots hand counted and how this system actually works. With uh, we start voting in the primaries uh, in January of of next year, so we're what I don't know eight nine months away. Is there enough time you believe to implement and to put an infrastructure together that gets us off the mail-in ballots, gets us off this, and, and you, you basically have a game day vote? Do you think it's given that you're working with the RNC, you're going to have these resolutions? Are they organized enough at the state level to actually make this happen, either for the primaries or for the general in 2024? The general, I'm hoping we have uh, everything completely paper, hand-counted, uh, same-day voting. Uh, by the primaries, I, I believe we'll have hundreds of counties because we're going from the bottom up. We're working with all, you know, county by county. And you can all do it in your county out there. If you're a citizen in your county, just go up and tell your election officials, we want paper ballots hand-counted. We don't want those electronic voting machines. Everybody's doing it now. We're all getting on board and. I believe Steve will have enough gone where if they cheat with the machines, it's going to stand out like a sore thumb. It's going to just stand out. Uh, remember, they, everybody, when they take elections, when they do this electronically, it's like skim off a casino. You don't you don't take all the money at a blackjack table or or, or the craps table or one slot machine. You have to skip. You have to uh, steal from all the machines and all the and all the. Uh, uh, the uh, devices in a casino, just like our election. You have to take from all the 3,000 some odd counties. And uh, that's what they've been doing. And we're, we're stopping it. And uh, so it's, uh, I, I, have, I have great hope, Steve. I mean, we've got, it's, uh, God gave us grace for such a time as this, because think if we didn't have all this evidence and all this stuff, we'd be sitting here going, now what do we do? Instead, we have, we have a way forward. Real quick, because I know we want to talk about the company for a second. Uh, this breaking news, the RNC, what specifically are you doing with the RNC right now? Because I think it's a news headline when Mike Lindell says, I'm working with the RNC. 
Yeah. Well, we're working with a lot of the 168, and I had I did have a phone call with Ronna McDaniel, and I uh, find out what they've already done with the election platforms, which in January passing that resolution to um, to out, you know to get rid of ranked choice voting. That was a big thing. But what we're doing is getting together another resolution that they're going to get together to make it paper ballots, hand counted. Um, um, voter ID, same day voting. Steve, we need this so that when I go into states and our group go into states, we're not fighting our own party. And if and then if the RNC endorses all this, now you go into a state and you got some Republican going from the GOP going, I don't, I love machines. I love these machines. You're going to, the public's going to go, ah, that's not what you endorsed. We want paper ballots and counting for, we want to have elections, not selections. So, uh, this just started now the last week here, and I'll get an update on this uh, as we as we move along towards this great resolution. Mike, we got about thirty seconds. Topper two point How do people get it? That's where do they go, and why should they get it? Yeah, and and there's uh, there's other news too. Yeah, you guys, the My Pillow Topper two point go, go to mypillow.com. Use that promo code War Room, and today is the I'm going to this is the last day. You can also get. My the sheets we have the the percale sheets for less than thirty or less than or thirty nine dollars for kings because tomorrow they're going on Fox News we're putting it out there everywhere tomorrow once they're gone they're gone we're making room in our warehouse for the my mattress topper two point and the USA manufacturing we're doing in Minnesota so thanks mypillow.com promo code warm Mike love love you brother thank you for taking time away every day to join us here okay charlie kirk next on real america's voice two hours of populism nationalism served up hot and heavy next on real america's voice see you back here at five war room posse you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies they resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplug Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Solti. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. 
That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.